We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Zozo Championship DraftKings picks and preview, maybe some bets towards the end. Always hit the time codes to figure all this shit out. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, simple ways to do so. And yes, I said ways with a Z. Zzz. Number one, smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me your favorite play in the $6,000 range. Way number two, follow me on Instagram at, guess what, the PME. Follow along, heart one of the sports photos that goes up. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Very easy way to win. So few people do it. Just like leaving the audio review, people. I know you're listening out there. I see the numbers. It takes like a legit 20 seconds. Five-star review, DraftKings handle, something nice about the show that you like. Maybe encourage some other people to watch it. Like six people entered it last week. Best bang for your buck to try to win one of these draws, by the way. The audio podcast review. Subscribe to that shit, too. and Download all the episodes you even don't want to listen to. It's the best way to help the show. Honest to God. That way we can do more golf content even during NFL season. To help me break this all down, because this is a new event on the schedule, and I don't really know anything about it, as most people do not. Rick Amon, what's going on, man? Hey, Pat. Yeah, we're going to wildly speculate for the next hour or so, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, I did not stay up late to watch the Skins game. You watched the front nine and then saw the rest of it on the highlights. Give me a deep dive on the course, and if Tiger is playable at all this week, because all I've heard is that he is not. Yeah, a little easier for me on the West Coast. I've got got three hours on you, so I was able to catch... Catch the front, basically, and uh, very unique course in some ways. Uh, what we kind of alluded to on Twitter is every single hole has two greens, so it's kind of like a, a mind trip when you're looking out there. Uh, number four is the only one that's actually going to utilize two different greens this week. Obviously not at the same time, but they'll be able to you know, put the pin on, on green A one day and put it on green B the next day, which is kind of interesting. And what we were kind of going back and forth on, Pat, is what kind of comps are out there. And with 
there are trees all over this place. It's actually pretty beautiful, but like 10 yards off the fairway, you are in prison. You're in for, for some trouble. So uh, tree lines courses are probably a pretty good comp for this week. Yeah, the, when I just did a scan of it, you can go to the Zozo website for the Zozo Championship and watch all the flyovers for all the holes. It shows you the fairway widths and everything and just the type of game that you're going to need to play here. Because uh, you can hit irons off the tee if you want to. If you, you're just like crumbling with your driver, hit a few irons off the tee. It's not going to hurt you all that much. Mainly because there's five par threes and three par fives. It plays as a par 70, but there's a whole bunch of really long par fours. Then there's a whole bunch of really short short par fours there's like nothing in between it's kind of weird so it's like valspar-esque in that way but i just looked at this place i was like oh that looks like harbor town so but i don't like is there gonna be a ton of wind i have no idea yeah i I don't know about the weather the course looks pretty wet seems like it's gonna be pretty wet for the week um i think we're gonna like this a lot it's 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 really cool it's really unique um your your point about hey you can lay back off the tee, there's like five different ways to play every single hole and every single shot. There's risk reward everywhere, which I think opens up the field. Like there's, there's one hole where you can try to carry it the, the 311 yards over the lake. But if you play it, you know, more left, you're going to have a longer second shot. Like there's just so many ways to play it. Um, so guys that, you know, aren't necessarily the longest, you know, there's a, there's a way for them to get there. I think it actually opens up the field quite a bit. And to your, to your question about tiger, he looked so bad pat like it was i think they're they're not really keeping like true score and it's like this weird like match play skins whatever but i'm pretty sure he went like double double bogey to open this thing up and it didn't get much better after that so does that mean we should just attack tiger and head to heads or is he like rope-a-doping us I don't think so, man. I mean, I, I guess I would attack him. I mean, there was literally, so there was a hole where, uh, when they got to the fourth hole, they let them choose which pin they wanted to play at. Uh, and you could choose at any time during the hole. And like, he legit hit one right in the middle of the two greens. And like you, he, he was not trying to, it just, he looked so off. He looked so rusty. Um, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about him for that. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, we haven't seen him for weeks and he had the surgery. He probably, you know, he probably hasn't practiced a lot. So the big thing when I kind of gleaned from it and even just like I watched the highlights, that was about it. And with the different strategies that you can take off the tee, like you said, there are two greens for these holes and they're going to have one per day, but it's just going to be like weird to look at. So visual impairments, trying to fuck with your mind a little bit. Tree line, not a super long course. Do you know what name comes to mind, Rick, when I think about this? Oh, God. No, tell me. Pete Dye. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's a pretty good comp. So on fantasynational.com right now, if you become a member, it could be a really good week to do this. And this is me coming off my worst week ever uh, in fantasy golf. Actually, it's not my worst week ever because I got completely swept off the board. That's happened before. Just I don't usually come like last. I usually just miss the money. This is almost kind of nice after two days, even in a no-cut event. It's like, well, I can't win. I have Matthew Wolf. This is not going to go well for me. Uh, poor Matthew Wolf. The Fantasy National Simulator, it's Pick like someone inside the top four of the fantasy national simulator has won the event. I think five of the first six weeks of the season and number one in the simulator, Justin Thomas ended up winning, but I was like, I'm going to get tricky and use Matthew Wolf, who was just an absolute disaster. So that was no fun. No JT didn't help that either. But if you become a member of fantasynational.com right now, you can just hit the Pete die tab. And if I sort by the last 36 rounds, T to green on Pete die courses, Rick, it spits me out. Rory day, Scott, Casey, guess who's number five? Hit me with it. Who is it? Woo! Mm, I knew it. Wow, Siwoo? Yeah, Siwoo Kim. I guess that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah he, Pete Dye courses. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's he's come he's coming. He came second at the Heritage. He won the players, so it, it does make some sense. I think, uh, you know, especially around the greens too, like there, there were some really, there were some shots last night where these guys were, you know, a few, a few feet off the green, um, really strong. I think it's Zoysia uh, around in the roughs out there. They were struggling with it. Like Rory had a putt where he was putting from the fringe and the ball like bounced up on him immediately. There was like some really weird situations around the greens that these guys couldn't figure out last night. So I don't know if they'll get it in their practice rounds this week, but it might be a situation where, Hey, if you miss one of these greens, uh, having something to help you out around the, you know, around the greens, there's a lot of bunkers there might be valuable too. Uh, is it Zoysia grass or Kikuya grass? I thought it was Zoysia. Because uh, Kikuya is what we have out here in California. I thought it was Zoysia, but do not do not quote me on that. How do you spell Kikuya? Because I'm trying to uh, Google it, but I just have like Kepka. K-I-K-U-Y-U or something like that. That'll get you close enough. That That is correct, actually. How about that? Let's see. Must include Kikuya. Uh, nothing's coming up, so maybe I read that wrong. I just thought it was really like thick type rough. Yeah, it is. It'll, 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 I mean, they're kind of similar from what I understand where they'll kind of grab your club. They'll, they'll, it'll like flip your, flip your wedge closed a little bit. They're just very tricky types of situations to play around the greens. Uh, if that's the case, let's see, must include Kikuya. I'm not seeing the body of a man allegedly from the Kikuya tribe. That's not really helping me out at all. That's not helping with any golf picks this week. No, because I was initially going to le- lean like Rory. Or not Rory, uh, Louis, sorry. Because just like, hey, he never wins in America, so he could definitely win here. It's a no-cut event. Therefore, no one's ever going to roster him because no one wants to deal with that WD equity. And he's South African. If it's Kikuya, he might have like a lean on this. But I guess yeah. not. Sure. Yeah, there, there's there's so many great narratives. You got the no cut. You've got the outside of the U.S., which you know for the longest time that was right up JT's alley too, where he just won everything that wasn't in America. He's still all, doing that. All, yeah. Yeah. Well, now he just wins everything though. It's true. For Tiger, who hasn't actually been machine-like with his driving accuracy for most of his career, a routine shot from the shaggy Kikuya grass should have been second nature. But this virgin is fragile and a little bit timid. I don't know. How many strains of grass are there? There's like a billion strains of grass in the world. We need like like an arborist on the show. What's that? We need like an arborist on the show. And this this article that I found is supposed to be about the Zozo Championship, but it's about Torrey Pine. So it means nothing. See, yeah, that's what we get out here. Tori's got that super thick Kakuya. It kills me. See, then maybe if it was Kakuya, Tiger would have performed better. I don't know. Let's get into the let's get into the picks. Because like, is okay, Justin Thomas is number one. He's yeah. eleven thousand eight hundred. Then it's Rory, Hideki, Xander, Casey, and Spieth. That's your top six. Those are the only guys above ten thousand dollars. Where what am I doing here? Do I use Xander because he also loves no cut events? Xander loves no cut events. I think Xander's a really good floor guy. Um, obviously we've seen him pop off and win plenty, but you know, the fact that he gains strokes in all four categories, he's like uh, such a solid floor type play. We kind of talked about like, you know, targeting matchups. Like he's the guy I like to bet matchups on cause he never really kills you. Um, I, 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 sometimes I look, this is his first start of the season. I like to look back and see what his other previous first starts of the year was to see how these guys kind of prepare. He's a little bit of a mixed bag. So that didn't help at all. Um, I, I like Sander. I prefer, um, I, I wish he wasn't 10,001. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but Paul Casey seems to fit this like ideally, right? I mean, we know that he can't putt, but really, a, you know, elite ball striker is going to hit plenty of fairways. Um, he's played a lot. I like the guys that have played since the tour championship. He's been running, running around the Euro tour, raising trophies. So uh, he's probably, obviously, I think JT's number one, but like Paul Casey in that range as well is super exciting. 
Uh, we have bent grass this week for the greens, or at least that's how it's currently listed. We'll see if that changes if someone like kicks up a fuss. I'm like, oh, here's what it actually is. But right now, if we go on bent, Xander, a superior putter on bent grass. Paul Casey is actually like a good putter on bent grass. And I've seen that a lot of these greens have like, they're huge. They have wild undulations. Uh, they look like they might be a bit speedy as well. Casey tends to play like, all right, on Pete Dye tracks and... If I hear bent grass, wildly undulating, fast, and giant, I kind of think Augusta. And Paul Casey actually puts well at Augusta. He he certainly does. And, and you're right. They mentioned it a couple times last night. These are uh, both greens on each hole are bent grass, which apparently is unusual to have both greens being the same the same thing. But yeah, I mean, Casey, Casey kind of fits the mold. I would have liked him a little bit better, like down in Woodland's price. But now we're just kind of splitting hairs for a few hundred. But I think he sets up great. Yeah, I like Casey as well. So with Xander, he's won four times on tour. Three of them are no-cut events. Uh, the other one was the Greenbrier. And then if you start looking back at his like second-place finishes, the Tour Championship, I mean, the Masters is basically a no-cut event, to be perfectly honest with you, just with the scrubs at the bottom of that field. Then like the players, the Pete Dye course, the U.S. Open, the BMW, a no-cut event, uh, CIMB, a no-cut event. Like, I, There's something about this style of tournament that really speaks to him, it feels. Yeah, certainly seems that way. And it's it's not unusual because there's other guys we can say that about. Like whether whether you're not feeling the whether you're not feeling the pressure to like jump out in your first two rounds and get it done, like that that might be a good situation for him. He defends next week, I think, right? His WGC's next week. Yeah, WGC HSBC champions in China is next week. Yeah, he he stormed back on Dustin Johnson or Justin Rose. I can't really remember last year. One of those guys. Yeah. But, uh, I think, I think you have a couple options here. I mean, if, if you can afford it, we'll, we'll talk about, I guess the, the six K guys later. I mean, there's really nothing not to like about Justin Thomas. I think it's just going to become a a roster construction type situation. Uh, Rick, I faded Justin Thomas last week. I'm going to do it again. Like I'm bad at this. So that's what I'm going to do. That's my strategy this week. Yeah, I mean, he's only got, what, two wins in his last four starts. He hasn't uh, disappointed anyone in like six months. He's, you know, basically over the last three years, I mean, you could argue, okay, this is a pretty hot take, Pat. You could argue over the last three years when he plays, Justin Thomas is like the best golfer on the planet. And he was the, uh, the money leader like three years ago. He was the money leader two years ago, and he probably could have been in contention for it last year if he wasn't an idiot and, and wrapped his club around the tree at the Honda. So like he is legit unbelievably good and uh, now he's finally being priced like it you know it's funny like i was all over justin thomas when he returned from his injury last year because the t to green numbers were so staggering the guy just could not make a putt so i kept betting on him kept betting on him then it got to the point where his like he started like contending a little bit then his odds jumped back to where they should be and i haven't bet him since and he's won twice so that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically how it goes. I remember that we were like, I remember I was the US Open. I forget where it was, but it was like 30 to one. I was like, oh, that number I'm clicking that. And then, yeah, it didn't it didn't last very long. And then he finally won. So Xander and Casey, those are gonna be my two guys from above 10,000. You talked me into Casey. Thank you for that. He also rates out number two in my modeling as well. Thomas is number three uh, for reference and Rory is number nine. Hideki, Xander and Spieth come in at 43rd, 18th and 70th of 78 people. Jordan Spieth. No. Oh my gosh. I forgot. When you said 78, I was like, I can't believe he's not lower than that. And then you're right. There's 78 guys in the field. Yeah, he's so it, bad. Yeah. There's no cut this week and there's 78 players in the field. 9k range. Adam Scott is the leader at nine, nine Tommy Reed, who we're going to see on the PGA tour for the first time in a while. Gary Woodland, Vic Hovland, who rates out number one in the modeling tiger Finau, Colin Morikawa and Matthew Fitzpatrick at $9,000. I'm just looking at it and thinking, 
club down course short Gary Woodland. Say it. Yeah, baby. Gary Woodland. Yeah, this this is perfect. I mean, he is like, um, I don't want to call him a poor man's Paul Casey, but it's like when you line up their stats, they're very, very similar where they're both going to gain on approaches. They're both going to gain off the tee. But yeah, he gets the club down. He gets to play the course however he wants it. We're starting to see signs of life from him, right? I mean, after he won his first major, we've seen this a couple of times where guys are like, oh, you know, throw up their hands and, and not really worry about golf for a while. Um, but finally gets it going last week. We're seeing signs of life from him and yeah this is the type of situation that you'd uh want to play him in i'm i'm super stoked to play him at 9500 he might be not where i start my lineups here pat but like the guy that i might plug in first to a core or something like that could very easily be gary Woodland. are you gonna go to hovland as well like this is a perfect setup for him it almost seems like he's gary woodland-esque in that sense because he hits like he can still use his driver and hit all the fairways which is shocking yeah, he's he's also unbelievable. I I do like Victor quite a bit. Um, I also like him. So there are there, the the tour is growing so rapidly. We're getting what feels like a lot more tournaments that we don't have any course history or tournament history on. Even last week we only had two years. This week we've got none. Um, that really levels the playing field as far as uh, course knowledge, right? For for Victor, he walks in every week and he hasn't played a course on the PGA tour. So he's already kind of behind the eight ball on that aspect. This levels the playing field. Like Hideki's probably the only guy in the field. And then the three other guys who played 18 holes last night uh, have probably ever seen this course before. So it, it might help him out, level the playing field a little bit. I think that's a really good situation to go get him and some of these other, other young guys as well. So I expect Woodland and Hovland to both be incredibly popular along with Justin Thomas. Is there anyone else in this 9K range that you can see yourself going to? Like Fleetwood had a nice Sunday at the yeah. CJ Cup. Maybe he can rebound. Matthew Fitzpatrick seems kind of tailored to this. Morikawa was really in that tournament. I mean, behind Justin Thomas and Danny Lee until he kind of gagged on Sunday. And then there's Finau, who everyone always likes Finau. Yeah, well, and I'm, I'm interested. So, I mean, there, there's a couple of guys here, right? Depending on the format, I mean, Tommy Fleetwood's super solid, but I, I always worry a little bit about the upside. He doesn't even, doesn't even have a PGA Tour win, right? All of his wins are international wins? That is correct. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Finau I'm interested in because Tiger's there too, and I don't know if Tiger is still going to garner like the auto built-in ownership that tiger gets here but uh tony finau is right there at ninety two hundred dollars quietly throwing up pretty successful numbers on the european tour i like that he's been playing since the end of the pga tour uh makes a lot of birdies he's usually one of the better draft king scorers so even if he doesn't uh finish well in the tournament he can usually get you you know especially if you get guaranteed four rounds of, of out of him he should make enough birdies so i really do like tony finau um so yeah finau fleetwood i think are fine and then, yeah, Woodland and uh, Victor are going to be like massive ownership. Uh, are you going to be like Team Euro and just take Matthew Fitzpatrick, like we know, like Bearoff will? Oh yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Fitzpatrick guy, so uh, probably not. No. All right, eight K range. Jason Day wins the Skins game. He rates out the best on Pete Dye courses of anyone. Do we take him? Because like Ben Ann is priced up in this range. You got Im Rafa and Leishman actually does quite well at Pete Dye courses as well, but. 8,900 bucks for Jason Day? I'm slightly in on Jason Day. And I, uh, like last week, I was super concerned about it. I don't know if we talked about this, Pat, but like Jason Day had a real crap year last year. And like Jordan Spieth provided him a lot of cover for that because Spieth kind of took all the heat and Jason Day kind of got away with it. Um, it I was a little, he, he's, his short game looked better than I had seen it in quite a bit last night. That's obviously one round. It's a, a really weird situation because it's just the skins game. But um, I was a little bit invested in that. He played 
way better than the rest of those guys, even though the rest of them played like crap. So I could probably be cautiously optimistic on Jason Day. I'll have a few shares trying to be early on him than late, but um, I'm going to probably go back to Sungjae, who just who just racks up DraftKings points. Um, of all the guys who have played two events this season, he's got the 11th best strokes gain number. That's the entire PGA, not just in this field. Um, you know, he's he's gaining a ton of strokes putting, which I think is going to be uh, pretty interesting this week if these if these greens are as complex as undulating as as they appear to be and you know he leaves uh he leaves korea where he was probably feeling a lot of uh pressure and a lot of stress to try probably contend there last week and he gets to go to japan and and you know get back into a nice uh nice narrative and just make some birdies i i am in the lower 8k range i actually kind of am in on louis and i don't know why like he was a disaster at the tour championship. Yeah. He just lost a bunch of strokes to degree. Before that, he'd actually gained on irons in four consecutive events. Like th- this seems to be a spot where Louis is going to be like way up there because driving does seem like it's going to be very important. He can be very accurate off the tee. I, I just don't know what to do with Louis. I I know he's not going to be popular because he never is. But if you go back and look at his finishes, like the tour championship, there's only 30 people who came 21st. But previous to that, 11th, 6th, 20th, 20th, 36th, 7th, like it's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's been okay. You always get him at what five percent ownership or whatever. Um, has he did he has he played at all on the Euro Tour since or since the Tour Championship? I cannot confirm that as of this moment, but I will be able to. Okay, well, while you do that, uh, let me I, oh, throw another. I, I'll throw this out here. I already bet Adam had one. Okay, that was the guy we were going to go to, right? Because uh, he, he seems to be the exact profile of someone that would find success here. He's, he's only got eight rounds this season, but he's got the best strokes gain total number on the tour. Two finishes, second and fourth. Um, he's going to putt well enough, but he's very accurate off the tee. Here's a fun fact for you, Pat. Oh, I've, by the way, I've got like five fun facts, which we worked those in later. Um, led the field in greens in regulation both weeks that he has played this year, which is a pretty rare feat to accomplish. So he's obviously hitting a ton of greens and giving himself a chance. Uh, Louis has not played since the tour championship. So he's well rested. So hopefully his neck is okay. I don't know if his bed travels with him to Japan. I cannot confirm that, but if it doesn't, maybe he's, he's at, he's apt to withdraw here, but yeah, Hadwin's my favorite play in the $8,000 range. I'm not sure it's even that close, especially because he's at the bottom of it. Like when you factor in pricing um, and everything else, his recent form is absolutely stellar. This should be a, a course that fits him. Like he's he's pretty easily my favorite play in this range. Um, Benny on, I think is interesting, but yeah, I mean, I'll probably stick with those guys. Uh, Hadwin, I'll, I'll get a little bit on Jason Day. I'll go back to Sungjae who can make a bunch of birdies. And then um, if I have anything left over there, Benny On's always interesting if he can if he can sink a few putts. Uh, some more fun Adam Hadwin facts. Uh, over the it. past 36 rounds, he is the best in the field on par threes from 175 to 200 yards, which there are three of this week and potentially four if they use the other green. And he's number one in the field on par fours from 450 to 500 yards, where most of the par fours, except for like the really short ones, end up following this week. So I look forward to losing my money with Adam Hadwin. I was just going to say he's, he's most certainly the trap of the week because, because everything seems to fit perfectly. He's going to be popular. He is absolutely the trap. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll eat the chalk. I'll go down with everybody. That's cool. I went down the Sergio Garcia route last week to very, li- very little success, but a lot of people did. And now they're not going to do it. But if we talk about like liking Paul Casey at an event like this, shouldn't we like Sergio too? 
I guess who was on last week? Ben was it Ben that was talking up Sergio that I was like, oh Ben, he's a smart guy. I no, like no, Sergio. That that was me. I love Sergio. <laughs> <last week. laughs> yeah, I I went down on that. Too. I mean, it's yeah. There's it, how I don't know what your risk tolerance is. You're gonna double down on fading Justin Thomas. Maybe you should just double down on going like like I bet you. Um, I would love to just play like the same lineup week to week and see when it finally hits. Cause I swear I'm either a week earlier or a week late on everybody, but um, I, I could, I guess I'd have to endorse a little bit of, of Sergio considering I liked him last week and I don't want to preach that one week changes everything, but um, I don't know. There's other guys here. I'll probably end up on. Yeah. Well sticking or going into the $7,000 range, we have Kevin Kisner at $7,600. If I had to pick a winner, he's my pick. Love Kevin Kisner. We're making this really easy. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling down to my notes here. Um, so he's progressively. We haven't seen him since the Tour Championship, but from the Open Championship last year, his results got progressively better. Thirtieth, twenty seventh, twelfth, and then two ninth place finishes to end the season. Deadly accurate off the tees. He putts great. We know that. And if we want to use Harbor Town as a comp course, oh, yeah. he's got three. What's that? Oh yeah, let's use Harbor Town as a cop course because this argument, go. this argument might fall apart if we don't do that. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're in big trouble if we don't. So I got to, I got to shoehorn this in here. Uh, he's got three top tens there as well in the last handful of years. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably all in on Kevin Kisner. Yeah, second place finish at the Players Championship as well. He won a WGC at TPC Austin, another Pete Dye course that. I think you have to pick a lane here this week that, however, we're not going to know how it plays until after it's done. Even then, we only have a year sample. Maybe something could change year after year, like we saw at the CJ Cup. One year, the wind is up. The next two years, it's not. Completely different style of tournament. With Kisner, he's good across the board. He puts better on bent grass than any other surface, at least over the past two years. And if this truly is that style, of course, where there are many different routes that you can take off the tee, that brings so much of the field back into play that this is perfectly set up for Kevin Kisner. Yeah, com- completely agree. It's it's we're we're making a lot of assumptions about the course based on 18 holes of a skins match and a fu- and a few drone flyovers. But but but, but hey, you ha- but you have to though. Like if you're not going to commit to, hey, this is what I think is going to happen, then it just throws off how you're going to make your picks, doesn't it? Ex- uh, yes, because otherwise you're just literally throwing darts. So yeah, it's a, and and sometimes, hey, what we have this week, that Zozo Championship website's awesome. It's like more than what we get a lot of weeks anyway. So I'm I'm happy to uh, be speculating on the course. At least we've got eyeballs on it on a Sunday night, which we never do before. So yeah, I think I think it's very fair. Uh, the other guy that that I assume a lot are going to go to is is down here as well as is Ryan Moore. Um, sim- similar skill set. You know he's going to hit a lot of fairways. You know he's going to hit a lot of greens. Certainly can't putt long-term, but the last uh, start that we have him with strokes gain data was the Shriners. Um, gain strokes there, and even though we don't have strokes gain uh, data for the CJ Cup, he was fifth in scrambling last week, and he was 23rd in putts per green in regulation, which is like the most advanced stat they even give us from last week. Uh, but if you've got a guy who's going to hit a lot of greens and he's going to finish towards the top of the board in, um, you know, like putts per green in regulation, as basic as that is, that seems like it might be a pretty good combination for this week. Uh, one other guy, I'm actually out on Ryan Moore. I think he's going to be chalky. And if I'm going to go with someone like that, um, I'll just say, think that the putter swings back the other way, that he's not a good putter, that if he's doing this by smoke and mirrors a little bit, although skill set wise, he is kind of perfectly set up for this course, accurate, great with wedges. I'd rather go up $100 and just use Kevin Na instead. 
See, I tried to I tried to find a way to play Kevin Na, Pat, and because like I was like, okay, let's look at his off the tee numbers, and like that wasn't pretty. Um, you know, seventy second in in fairways hit last year. He's like one fifty ninth in strokes gained off the tee, and if, even when he finds success, like if you go back and look at his two wins, um, you know, lost strokes off the tee in one of them, only gained two strokes in the other. That's that's just been like the last eight starts that he's made and he just relied on a super magical historical putter at the Shriners and then like super scorching irons for his other win. I'm just a little bit concerned that like he's been, I don't even want to say smoke and mirrors. It's been like flash in the pan. Uh, I couldn't get there on Kevin. Bach. So he is number one in this field in strokes game putting over the past 36 weighted rounds. The other things that he ranks super highly in though, is what I find encouraging. He's played, Pete Dye courses really well over the years. He's fourth in par fours from 350 to 400 yards. He's 12th from 450 to 500 yards. That middle range that really gives him problems. He's fifth in sand saves. There's a lot of sand, especially greenside, all around this course. And he's 10th in par threes from 175 to 200 yards in that range. Now, putting can really mask a lot of these problems. When we look at fairways gained, he's 31st in this field over that same span. He's in the bottom 10% in terms of strokes gained approach. But if it's sort of like a head to head. I don't like Nas as much as I like Kisner or Hadwin uh, or even Sergio or Louis for that matter, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him. He was 20th last week, and if everyone's going to use Ryan Moore, that kind of leaves a black hole of Lowry, Nah, Horschel, Poulter, Reavy, Grio, Putnam, Perez, all in that like little, little range that I could see myself going to Kevin now. I, I, I do think from a, a pivot standpoint, he is certainly, because he, the ownership, he might be Let's just say he's half of what Ryan Moore is, and he could be much lower than that. He's not, um, you know, Ryan Moore's not twice as likely to win this event than Kevin Na is, or he's not twice as likely to, you know, finish higher than Kevin Na is. So I think from a um, a pivot standpoint, and there's a lot of guys that you mentioned in this range here are viable there because we're going to get a vacuum all sucked up on, on Moore and Kisner, I, I think. What do we do with Matthew Wolf? What happened to him last week? I don't know. And it's kind of hard to tell because we didn't get a lot of footage from him. We don't have the shot link data from what I could tell. And I don't, I don't really want to, I'm not going to go back to him. So I'm not going to endorse that, but like just a couple of big numbers here and there. I, I don't know what the problem was, but like, I just saw like a couple sevens on his scorecard. It just was not pretty. And this is the first time um, I think he really got punched in the face, <laughs> like almost in a, in a boxing match, you know, it hasn't started until you got one lick uh, in on you. And this might be the thing for Matt Wolf. I'm very interested to see how he responds to a week like he just had. All right. How about Shez? 7,400 bucks. Accuracy, like, irons, sand yeah. saves. That's, that's Shez's game. I like have the obligatory, hey, how about how about Reavy, right? Because of exactly what you just described, I like that there's going to be a couple of different ways for him to play this. And quite frankly, if anything, if 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 he is what we kind of think he is, this is a great buy low opportunity because of the bad start he's had this year, 46th, miscut 33rd, where if he was playing better, of course, his price would be a lot higher than this. This is a guy who's won a golf tournament in the last... I don't know, six months or so on the PGA tour. He was like the biggest mover at the tour championship. So there's been plenty of, um, of things to like about Reeve and this should be a course he's able to get right on. Um, but it's a pretty good price because he's played so poorly. Okay. $6,000 range. Again, the oh. giveaway, smash the like button, leave your DraftKings handle and tell me your favorite player in this range. I got some guys. I got some guys for you, Rick. Ready? Glad you do. You ready for me? If Are I'm going to go, Kevin if Str I'm, 
if I'm going to go on the narrative that I do think this play is very Pete Dye-esque, uh, okay. do you know, like, the location? I know it's an hour outside of Tokyo, but is it does it happen to be on the coast by chance? Um, let's say it is whatever fits this narrative that you're doing. Graham McDowell. Okay, I knew you were going to say Graham McDowell. Um, because, okay, so, we're, so we are buying into the coastal narrative then here because of Pebble and all that. Pebble, uh, I believe he's won at Harbor Town as well. He, he won the Corallis on an oceanfront course. He won the RSM on an oceanfront course. He plays really well on Pete Dye courses in general. Like, and he played really well last week, shockingly enough. Yeah, this is um, this is one of the few weeks where I really am kind of interested in putters because of what we saw on Monday and the feet or Monday last night. And the feedback that we got from these guys were like, Oh my God, like every three footer has got six inches of break in it at least. Um, so like someone like, and even in the section above, you know, Andrew Putnam, who's relies on his putter and he's got a couple of decent finishes, Graham McDowell, who uh, gains a ton of strokes putting. And that's kind of when his, his really strong skill set. They're going to interest me more this week than, than other weeks, because usually I'm team no putt. I don't care at all, but there seems to be something pretty unique about the grades that we have here in Japan. And, and McDowell was one of the guys that I checked off when it was like, Hey, I need someone to plug in who can putt. Like he would probably fit that mold. If that's the case, should we be looking more at Billy Horschel then? Uh, and Billy Horschel's played all right around the world recently, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, did, I don't know actually when he came last week. I just I gave up on that tournament so quickly. Uh, he was 64th last week, so not good, but he is a good uh, putter historically. It, I've, got, I've got Google Maps up. This course looks at least a few hundred Miles. kilometers, however, that, however far that is, Pat, from the ocean. Yeah, it looks like it's about an hour from the ocean. Okay, there we go. I'll probably uh, still use Gray McDowell anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't need the co- the coast would have just been like the cherry on top. We didn't need that. We could have found another way to get there. So I got um, Mc- I got McDowell. Uh, I was actually I was looking at JT Poston a little bit and I was looking at Damon as well. Damon had a horrendous round one, but actually kind of rallied a little bit. I uh, had a very, very fine performance uh, on Sunday and up shooting a three under. But Damon had a really bad Shriners before that win. 59th, 16th, 11th. Like, that's not bad. Yeah, you know what? I meant to pull up, um, especially like no cut events. Um, I meant to pull up just like the strokes, or I guess we didn't have strokes game, but like the stats from like the weekend to see who shot well on the weekend, even if they were out of it. And I thought I remember seeing, yeah, exactly what you just described, which is Damon had a really poor first round and kind of got it together after that. But um, I, I, don't, I guess he's probably gonna be pretty popular. I don't know. Kevin Streelman uh, coming off a pretty decent finish. I think he had a 12th last week. He's a, a decent ball striker. Got any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm usually just out on Kevin Streelman unless people are out. Like anytime Kevin Streelman gets too chalky, I tend to just go the other direction. That's probably fair. Uh, if you, how about a heritage winner, right? CT pans at 62. Hasn't C- done anything recently. CT pans there. See Woo Kim's at 6,500 bucks. Yeah. There's a couple guys. What's uh what's Keith Mitchell's uh, green of choice. Bermuda. Yeah. Yes. Bermuda grass play Keith Mitchell. Not yeah. uh, POA. Even you can probably sneak it by bent grass. Not so much a time. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple guys down here that have played well. I mean, man, you'd have to be pretty de- – like this – there's going to be a week where Keegan finally snaps off. I don't think it's this one, but um, great ball striker. Wyndham Clark played well last week. He's a, he's a good putter, good around the greens. Can't do much else, though. Now, Von Taylor is also someone that just rates out really well for me this week. I think it's because he's such a prolific par three player, but if you put five of them on the course, like I don't know how predictive par three stats actually are. They're probably not, but it's just interesting to see, like even over the past three years, he just constantly rates out well on par threes. 
I mean, if they're that sticky, there's probably something to them if the same guys are always up there. But I feel like they're just like iron stats too. <laughs> like, isn't that the same thing? They're they're all hitting like the same irons off of them. Yeah, like and just looking back at his Pete Dye success, let's see here. He was fourth at Travelers, missed the cut at Hale. Let's look at Heritage. Let's look at RBC Heritage Von Taylor. RBC. He's made it. He's made at least twelve of his last thirteen cuts. That there, not that there's one here, but bad at bad at Heritage over the years. All right, sorry, oh, sorry, boy. Von Taylor. If I'm going, if I'm gonna do this um i guess i can't include you uh you know who is a heritage winner at six thousand dollars that i have bet at 400 to one that's your guy my guy satashi kadaira yeah going back to him to see if he can win you all the money what's he done recently let's see miscut 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 <laughs> uh he, he was 23rd last week in japan oh sorry i didn't pull the japan stats over yet <laughs> uh, in his past five starts overall, 23rd, miscut, miscut, 19th and 24th. Guy's great. Oh, man. Did you? Okay, so I looked this up um, because I was curious about um, when Sungjae won the Korean event like two weeks ago. Yeah. And and what that would basically be worth. So if you like plug that into the official world golf rankings, it's basically worth a T7 at the waste management is like the closest I could find. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I would take a T7 at the waste management. That would be a really good result. All right, so here are some guys coming in with good form, okay? You ready for these guys? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Chan Kim won last week, and before that, 26th, 19th, miscut, 2nd, 4th, 3rd. That's, that's Chan Kim, $6,300. American, by the way. Uh, we also have, let's see, what's this guy's name? Oh, yeah, uh, Sun Su Han, who we may remember from, like, the crossover events in the European tour missed the cut last week, but before that had three top 10 finishes in his past six starts. My guy, Rio Ishikawa. Yep. Here are his past finishes. 12th, 26th, 47th, third, sixth, fifth, 13th, first Rio Ishikawa. He was supposed to be what Hideki is now. Yeah. Oh my God. The hype was so big. He's a sponsor's exem- exemption this week. He, he was, yeah, the, the hype was real. And then Hideki finally lived up to it. Now I was going to like roast you and make fun of you about these guys that you always find down here. But, uh, who was that guy from the Houston open Braden Bailey or whatever? He had a pretty good week. Yeah. He loved him. Yeah, he was great. He was, he was min price. Uh, he led the field in strokes gained approach somehow. And he lost like 38 strokes on the greens. It was as someone who had a top 20 bet on him as well. It was like embarrassing how poorly he was putting. Oh God. So you might be onto something here. So, so uh, remind me. So Chan Kim. Okay. He's on your list. Rio's on your list. And who was the third guy? Uh, Sean Norris. I, I should probably look up besides Kadira, of course, I got to figure course. out, I got to figure out what tour that Sean Norris actually plays on. I assume Sean Norris sounds like a guy who plays on like the South African tour or something. No Japanese tour. Yeah. Past oh. three starts on the Japanese tour for Sean Norris. Second, 26th, first, then 10th, ninth, second. It's pretty good. Wow, these guys are tearing up the Japanese tour, man. He is from South Africa though. Nice. That's good knowledge by you, Pat, or at least good, uh, guesstimation. Also, 96th in the world rankings. I'm actually surprised to hear that because usually he must play a lot and, and rack up a bunch of finishes over there. Not, that's like uh, Scotty Scheffler's like 93rd. So it's like same thing, same guy. Yeah, so this guy's basically on like the minor <laughs> league version of the web.com tour. He's also 120, 125 to one in this field. And for like you know, argument's sake, Adam Long is 250 to one. Max Hama is 400 to one. The other guys that he's priced around are like 500 to one. So, so Vegas knows something. Let's, let's go. Let's go with my guy, Sean Norris. All right. That's not bad. He, he can get you, uh, I, even if you're going to avoid him, he could get you JT or you could go down to Rory or anybody else up there at the top. 
Yeah, or you could get us, let's see, Xander, Casey, Woodland, Sean Norris, Hadwin, and Kisner. Boom, there's the winning lineup. Boom. That's going to be duped 300 times now. No one's going to split it. Listen, after everyone used my picks last week, no one is using Sean Norris, trust me. <laughs> Except for me. And maybe you. Maybe I can talk you into Sean Norris. Well, I, hey, I play enough lineups, I could probably get him in some. I'll probably, I might even like scale it back to 10. I played 20 last week and it was just, a, it was such a fucking disaster, man. It was so bad. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I'm, I think we're going to try to move. Oh man, we're, in the, we're packing up. So maybe not as many lineups as I originally thought for this week, but we'll see how many I got. And what's, what's, uh, what's lock at? I don't think it's as early as it was last week. I have no uh, idea. 3 no a.m. So what's that? 6, uh, 6 a.m. Thursday. Eastern. 6 p.m. Thursday. Well, it wouldn't be 6 a.m. Thursday. That's when contest most- goes live 10, 24, 3 a.m. That's 3 a.m. Pacific. 3 a.m. Pacific, which would be really 6, 6 a.m. What Eastern. is the time <laughs> in Tokyo right now? Okay. So in Tokyo right now, it is 5.43 a.m. And it's 4 43 p.m. here so it's is that 13 or 11 hours of difference either way yeah yes sir paul you have an answer well it says it says 6 a.m in for our time which i think is just normal golf so i don't think that the DraftKings yeah the time yet yeah that's my guess DraftKings always listed at 6 a.m eastern just before they like actually know what's going on Got it. Whew, Paul, thank you. We were we were putting some energy into that one. I, I would guess it's at like seven it's it's either at like five PM or eight PM Eastern time. Would be right. my guess on Wednesday evening. Right. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um here's I got one more fun fact for you, Pat. Ooh. Uh Tigers technically Tigers first time playing in the swing season since twenty eleven. How about that? Was that he used to play the fries.com, didn't he? Yes, but there was one year in 2012. I think it was that event. It was not technically like a sanctioned PGA official event yet, so it didn't count in this one. So it was the year before, apparently. No. All right. Rick Gaiman, thanks for being on, man. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'm glad we get to do this. This is, uh, this is really going to be a fun one. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I guess so. I was looking at some odds here. I guess the, the bets I've made so far, I bet on Hadwin at 50 to 1. I bet on Kisner at 66 to 1. See, woo, Kim at 125 to 1. And Kadira at 400 to 1. Wow, that's pretty deep. I'm in on, uh, I'm also in on Hadwin. I'm looking at my notebook here. Uh, and I bet uh, Casey and Kisner, 25 and 60. That's where I'm at right now. And we'll see where we, where we go. Casey, 25, Xander, 22. I could see myself gravitating towards one of those two if I wanted to. Like right now, it's a very low investment week for me. I'm kind of rattled from golf uh, last week that, you know, I kept it light last week and I didn't win. But, you know, maybe I could get talked back into it this week. I don't know. But those are the four that I'm rolling with right now. And and to be quite honest, I mean, as far as outrights go, usually like uh, studs at bigger names win no cut events. So I, I kind of take it where, uh, like, here's the guys I like and then get them in matchups, try to get them in some of those groups or, or top fives or top, ten, top tens or something like that. Yeah, it might be uh, top top tens, top 20s. Like, I know the market isn't great for top 20s in a 78-person event, but you can find some right. real value down the list. Maybe Sean Norris or Kadai. I was 
I was just going to say Sean Norris probably pays out five or six to one there. Nah, he probably doesn't because his odds are actually quite short. Oh, that's right. Cause, cause Vegas knows everybody else does down there. Who's the, who's that other guy that I like? Chan Kim. Chan oh, he, Kim. He's also 125 to one. These guys have the same odds as Abraham answer and Bubba Watson. That is shocking to me. I mean, I guess it's not because they're probably much more well-known on the Japanese tour and just never come across our desks. But uh, yeah, they're being, they're being played as in Vegas as, you know, normal tour pros. All right. They'll do it on the time. Yeah, it's, it's good. What do you got going on this week for golf? Lots of videos, uh, 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 videos for DFS. Uh, we'll be out shortly DFS preview. Uh, then I'll do a betting preview. I've got, show on sports grid on Tuesday nights for a, a full betting preview. So uh, a lot of stuff going on over here. All right. You follow Rick on Twitter at you're at, are you at Rick run good now? Right. At Rick run good. You got it. Yeah. You get me very confused with this. When you Sorry change your that. Twitter handle, it's very confusing, but at Rick run good on Twitter, follow Rick Faux show. You can also follow me at the PME. I told you about the giveaways. I told you about what time the Zozo championship may or may not start. I gave you terrible picks. The cheat sheet will be up on Tuesday on DKPlaybook.com. The betting cheat sheet on Wednesday on my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the PME. That'll do it. Enjoy some primetime golf. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.